0: Fighting sleep himself, Lopez lay motionless, waiting. Finally, after what seemed a very long time, the sheriff began to snore. Lopez sat up carefully. His movements were silent and precise. He found a sharp, jagged rock and pulled the leather straps binding his wrists taut. Patiently, he moved them back and forth. After about ten minutes of slow, quiet work, He felt one break through, then another, and then the last. He looked regretfully at the canteen beneath the sheriff's head, and then took off into the night. When Marone woke up, it was still hours before morning. He was lightheaded, and there seemed to be little difference between being awake and sleeping. He walked out of a pure abstract need to survive. When the lava fields ended, he climbed down to the vast alkali flat below. A voice in his head said there was no possible way he could survive the journey across the wide plain that separated him from the mountains, but somewhere he found the strength to keep moving. Lopez reached the end of the lava at dawn. From his vantage point, he could see Marone far ahead. He watched Marone stumble, fall, and pick himself up. He looked back once and wondered what the sheriff would do when he discovered his absence. Then he set out, following the other man's tracks. Exhausted, Sheriff Gates slept until he was awakened by the heat. He realized instantly that Lopez was gone. He sat up, feeling for his gun. It was still there. Lopez could have killed him or left him defenseless, but he hadn't. For that, the sheriff was grateful. Sheriff Gates stood and scanned the horizon with his binoculars. The edge of the lava field was barely visible. Beyond that, he could just make out Lopez, trudging across the glaring white expanse of the Alkali Flat. He knew that much further ahead, obscured by the heat waves, there was another person, Marone. The sheriff looked back. He still had enough water to get to the horses. Ahead of him, the heat shimmered over the desert. He could never catch up to Marone and return alive. He turned and started back across the lava field, leaving justice to the mercy of the desert. The sun rose to its full height in the sky. In the afternoon, a sharp wind kicked up the fine alkali dust, and the air became white and chalky. Lopez wrapped his bandana around his mouth and nose, but still the dust seeped in. Soon, the alkali had coated his face, lodging in the bloody cracks of his lips, mixing with the sweat beneath his hat. Lopez fell. He remembered what the sheriff had said. He wasn't special. He could die out here as easily as anybody else. The wind howled, and his eyelashes were almost caked shut. He pushed himself forward and tried not to think. He almost passed Marone's rifle without noticing it. He stooped down and picked it up, checking briefly to see if it was still loaded. It was. Lopez admired Marone's ability to survive, and as the day wore on, he realized his own life was depending on the other man's knowledge. Morone had gone to places known only to the Indians. Morone had survived days without water or food. López knew there was water somewhere in the mountains ahead, but he couldn't afford to spend another day searching for it. Morone seemed to know where he was going. And so, López prayed for the survival of the man who had betrayed him. The day wore on, and gradually the mountains came closer. Marone plodded slightly uphill now, operating on pure instinct. His mind started drifting. He and Tom Forrester would form a partnership when all this was over. Shad would finally get a share of all those profits he'd earned. Tom and he would sit on the front porch during the hot summer nights, drinking lemonade and planning great things together. He could hold a sparkling glass, feel the sweat running down over his fingers...